Welcome to the Grace Story Podcast, where inspiring stories are brought to life. This podcast is made possible by Grace College and Seminary, located on the shores of Winona Lake in the great state of Indiana. I'm your host, Dr. Drew Flam. This is the Grace Story Podcast. Today on the podcast, we have Rich Haddad. He oversees all aspects of K-21 Health Foundation. He has a background in investment and financial planning, which helps in his responsibilities of overseeing investment relationships in the prudent management of the foundation's funds. Rich also interacts with local community leaders and organizations to find opportunities to pursue K-21's mission through grant making. Rich and his wife, Kathy, are both graduates of Grace College. He holds degrees in business and accounting and a master's of science in nonprofit management. Rich is a valued mentor to many in our community and well-respected. Rich, thanks for being here and being a part of the podcast. Thanks, Drew. Glad to be here. Thanks for carrying me on the golf course earlier this week (laughs) as well. So... Well, second place isn't too bad. I know. We got second place. My job was to hit the ball and show you where not to go, and then your job was to do the opposite, and you did it well. So. I feel like you succeeded in your role more than I did, but <laughs> it's, a, it's a team game. It's a team game, yes. Well, and thank you for the many ways that you've invested in me, invested at Grace in this community. Um, it's made a huge difference, and you are so well-respected in this community. So I appreciate you even giving us a little bit of your time to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, as, as graduates of Grace and, and really just desiring to be used by God to help Grace succeed in their mission however we can, um, it's a wonderful community. Grace is an integral and valuable part of our community, and so really glad to even play multiple way, roles or ways um, uh, to help Grace and help the community. And in fact, I think when you were being considered for your current role, I, I go back to the breakfast we had at American Table and just had a great well. time getting to know you and just hearing your heart and your experience and just realizing what a great asset you would be to Grace. So I'm glad you're you're here uh, doing your part uh, to help Grace as well. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we're still both here. A good seven That's years right. later. That's good. Uh, plugging away. Um I want to get back to the beginning of your story because uh, that's really integral to to where the Lord has placed you. And um, I don't know the story fully, but you have mentioned how important your dad was um, in your faith journey and coming to a personal relationship with Christ. Tell us about that. Yeah, I I know we don't have all day here, so I'm just going to do a couple of quick hopping points um, in my dad's life and how that affected my spiritual journey, and um, he was a, a, a true miracle conversion, um, a co- incapacitated alcoholic at 28 years old. My mom had left him, taken my older sister and myself back to her folks. I was two years old, and literally just one night gave his life to the Lord and woke up and never touched a drop of alcohol the next 30 years of his life until God took him home at 58 uh, with liver cancer, but grew up with that sort of story as a background. Um, hearing him share his testimony throughout the nation, uh, eventually became a pastor um, of a, a church in, in Michigan and then and relocated in Michigan and was pastoring again. Um, and I had the privilege of leading his memorial service. And here I am at 32 um, on a great uh, professional track as an investment advisor, financial planner, um, making good money, making other people good money. And as I led that memorial, countless people came forward 
and essentially said that my dad and their relationship with him altered the course of their eternal life. And that set me on kind of a three-year wrestling journey going, what am I doing to make a difference for the kingdom and what am I doing to make a difference for eternity? And really struggled to reconcile that in my own heart and my own mind, kind of working in the secular world and got a lot of great advice from my pastor and others going, no, 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 we need really strong Christians in the workplace. And I would say, okay, that's fine. That's good. But over those three years, I just, I just couldn't settle and be at peace about that. And I think it was just God preparing me to call me into ministry. And uh, that was really when I leaped into the nonprofit world by um, uh, Warsaw Community Church was exploding at that time. And, and Denny Wilson, I was already on the elder board at that time. And Denny, uh, the founding, well, one of the founding pastors, came to me and said, everything you do out there, we need here. And would you be willing to come on staff? And, and I literally joked and my wife actually asked me, well, will you ever be a pastor? Um, and I, I said, no, I won't because I saw what my dad, you know, how he ministered and how people needed him as a pastor. And I'm like, no, thanks. And again, I think God needed to bring me through this spiritual journey to be prepared to say yes when he called me into ministry and said, well, because you can't reconcile um, how to how to make a difference in the kingdom and secular work, I'm just going to take that equation off the table and put you into ministry. And then really kind of finishing up that story, six years in helping Warsaw Community Church grow and a lot of, again, financial management, uh, staffing, uh, real estate, capital campaign, build, all those things that, again, God prepared me to help lead uh, kind of kind of were seen through. And he said, okay, have you learned enough? I'm ready to bring you back into the community. And that's when K21 Health Foundation uh, came along and said, we're looking, you know, our founding president is ready to retire. Would you be open to talking? And again, I think God grew me to, to understand how I can minister, how I can make a difference for the kingdom out in the community, out in the secular world, so to speak. Um, but he needed to kind of take that off the table to teach me those things. And um, so in 2006, I think I was ready to then step back into community work, which has been you know, a real blessing at K21. Well, thanks for sharing that story of impact with your dad and, um, and just how that impacted your spiritual journey. And even I've been able to experience now uh, in the last seven years, your impact. Um, and to hear more of where that comes from is really neat. Um, tell me a little bit about your time at Grace. Like, you pastor's kid, but you decided to be a business major. Uh, tell me about your experience at Grace, even even meeting your wife. Just a, a little bit about that part of your life as well. Yeah, I would say um, in the early 80s, Grace, the the real value at Grace was not facilities. It was the people. <laughs> And I, I really, uh, I hit a great time where I think there was, there was this generation of professors who were, were, had experience and, and were focused on Christ, but were young enough and had the energy enough to actually invest in their, in time with their students, even outside um, of the classroom. And I, again, I, I, I feel like I really benefited from that um, the value in that time. I, I played multiple sports for Grace and probably 
you know, the two people that come to mind that most impacted me was Mike Grill as my tennis coach and way beyond being a tennis coach, such a champion for both Kathy and I in our journey. And Bill Gordon, who was the the lead um, business uh, professor at that time. And, and again, just teaching how to integrate your faith and, and your vocation was such a priority for Bill that, that every class really emphasized the ability to teach the student that it wasn't, um, these weren't two separate boxes in your life. They really were integrated. And, and I found that out even as I, as I started into my profession, that that's how a lot of people of faith saw it. It's like, well, my, my, my beliefs is, are one thing and it's over here, but that has nothing to do with how I conduct business. And just having that rooted in me and at the start really helped me really, I, I would say, turn away from that, that idea and say, no, it, it actually is all part and parcel mm-hmm. that God wants all of us and um, his principles, his moral uh, standards really applied to um, my career, my profession, the way I conducted business um, just as much as um, what I did at, you know, at home with my family. So um, those were all just real good foundational things that were really instrumental in, and I think, giving me a, a good foundation to uh, how I pursued my own career once mm-hmm. I got out of Grace. So, yeah, I think uh, there's been amazing uh, facility improvements and new buildings and some of the really cool historical buildings renovated uh, here in Winona that Grace has uh, really invested in. It's really neat to see the campus itself continue to just flourish. But back then, all about the people. Yes, it was, a, it, and it still is about the people. It you is. Know, the, yes. the facilities uh, have changed, and you know the the basketball gym you played in and the mm-hmm. basketball gym are are current. Quite different. Basketball players playing a little bit different. Yeah. I mean, even the tennis courts are are changed, but uh, still, it's about the people. That's the core of who Grace is, a mm-hmm. community of higher education, and uh, we're excited because you're going to be joining us very soon. Um, as our next-door neighbor. Um, so right. uh, tell us a little bit about K-21, and we'll get to, to you moving um, your offices to Winona Lake, but just tell us about what is K-21, who are they, what do you do, sure. how do you do it, what's a, what's a day in the life of Rich Haddad? Yeah, it's actually a pretty simple uh, deal. So uh, a little over 20 years ago, Kosciuszko Community Hospital, the only hospital at that time in our community, as a nonprofit, decided they needed to expand their services. And the only two ways they could do that, raise, raise more capital, is either to go borrow a bunch of money or sell uh, the hospital to a for-profit system, and then part of the sale would be to require these new services to be added into the community. That's ultimately what they did. So the new, the new system, the new owner, wrote a big check, and the nonprofit essentially converted from a hospital to a foundation now that they had this this big check to do something with. And that's the birth of K-21 Health Foundation. And so the mission of K-21 really is to do, to be able to provide funds to anything that really will impact the health and wellness of Kosciuszko County residents. And obviously Grace is a part of Kosciuszko County, and so it's an inclusive thing. Uh, anybody living in our, in our county, we want to be able to make a difference in helping in their health and wellness, whether it's needs or opportunities. Um, but the reality is we, we are uh, a big investment portfolio, an endowment that has to be managed and invested well. And then we 
grant that money back out based on uh, either proactive or reactive opportunities to uh, uh, meet uh, grant applications as they come in. Um, it's been an amazing, again, blessing for me to be a contributor to the community with, and be a, what I would say is a steward of this, of this uh, asset for the community. Um, I work with a big board of directors, a lot of uh, community leaders throughout the county that represent K-21 by being on the board. Um, but it also really is a culmination of a lot of the studies and, and career paths that God has brought me through with Grace and then uh, after Grace to kind of say, these are, these are the skills that I can now use here at K-21 to help benefit the people around. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's been, it's been great. Um, we're here to essentially serve the county by providing financial resources to, again, opportunities for our, for our residents. So I, I know one of the parts of that that aligns with you know, both your career and your education is the investment part, managing the investments and you know ensuring all of that happens well. Um, but when I think of you, I think of you as out in the community engaged um, with the, the problems or opportunities facing our community. Um, tell us a little bit about what this has provided, and you even mentioned getting back out in the community. What sort of entree has K-21 provided for you to engage the community? Yeah, I think um, I think for me to just sit in my office and wait for K-21 to be asked for money would turn out to be a, a very uninspiring um, uh, position or career uh, choice for me. And so I think as that role, when I stepped into the role, one of the things I really wanted to um, pursue is to, to be at the table, to hear what was going on in our community, where are the needs, how, and then how does K-21's mission fit those needs as they're, as they're identified. And so being part of community leadership groups, um, to be able to sit down with the mayor on occasion, uh, peop- uh, the county uh, leaders, um, uh, forming a quick friendship and peer relationship with Susie Light as the president of the Kosciuszko County Community Foundation, you know, uh, talking to Ron Manahan, the former president before Bill. Just those are the things for me that really um, were necessary f- to feel like I could lead K-21 well, not to just sit back and hope, but to actually be out there um, generating the conversations, the needs, the, uh, the opportunities that were there that our mission could really step into. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and, I, and I like strategy. I like problem solving. I like uh, figuring things out. It's kind of my, again, my analytical brain mm-hmm. uh, woven with relationship is, is where kind of a lot of those things take place. And uh, again, uh, God kind of giving me that opportunity to, to mix kind of my skills with with the relationships that are part of this community. It has been neat for me to be a part of the nonprofit sector of this community um, and to see uh, folks like you, and I would say Susie Light as well, be those mentors, be those you know nonprofit leaders come to you, not just with, hey, let's talk about our next grant, but mm-hmm. hey, what should the vision for our organization be? Hey, what should our strategy and execution plan be? Um, and you and others have been that great launching pad um, for nonprofit leaders and nonprofit mm-hmm. organizations to succeed in this community. And that's really neat to see 
um, as a newbie coming yeah, into this sector? I think one of the things are, are the board at K21, you know, I know that's a desire for me to be able to offer myself in whatever way would be helpful. And um, I think my board at K21 really encouraged that. They were like, look, if there's your experience, if it can help a nonprofit leader or an organization kind of process, think through, uh, maybe maybe do some strategic planning and you can offer yourself because that's how you're wired, do it. It's not just about, again, making decisions about grant checks. Anything we at K21 can do to help, and if that's your own gifts or your own skills or experiences, then then we're all for it. Mm-hmm. And so they were very encouraging to find more ways than just the checks we write Yes. and how do we impact and help this community or other leaders in our community. And so, again, that's been a real joy for me to have that sort of relationship whether it's mentoring or advice or just sitting down and bouncing problems or ideas off another co-leader in our community or you and I sitting down again for breakfast and going, help me think through this opportunity for Grace that, you know, you and I have had those conversations before Grace would say, hey, can we, would you consider a grant? You and I have kind of planned through and Mm -hmm. thought through how that could possibly be a good fit for Grace and K-21. So, yeah, I enjoy those times. Give me, uh, let's get some real practical examples of a K-21 project. Um, We'll do one that isn't grace-related, and then we'll (laughs) do one that is grace-related. So um, give me a project that you've been involved with through K-21 that has been particularly enthralling for you um, and this community. Can you give us a real practical example? I know you have lots of favorites, so, um, yeah, (laughs) just pick one of your many, many favorites. Well, I'll give you two quick ones. One, one's pretty close to home, which is, which is the, uh, the splash pad down at the Winona Lake Limitless Park. So, so wonderful group of community citizens wanted to reimagine and revision the Winona Lake Park down off the lake to be a limitless park, one where all people of all abilities would have an opportunity to play. Um, and it could be a regional attraction. It could be something that's so great for our community, but also be something that families come to from from uh, far farther away. And so um, being part of really encouraging that kind of focus or a committee to help give them a lot of uh, uh, direction and paths, but then ultimately... Um, as they've kind of phased out this plan and, and the park is still kind of in a, in a late phase, there's still some things to try to do, um, they asked us to come alongside and really, um, I would say, be uh, uh, fund a significant part of the unique uh, feature that they wanted to have, which was the splash pad, the opportunity for kids to play in, in a, a water environment. And um, we were really thrilled to be able to do that. Um, and just bring really a new amenity, a new play amenity for our community, for the families and the kids. And so that was a really fun process to not just, again, uh, approve the funding of the, of the splash pad, but the process and to be able to work with just some great people in the community to kind of think through how do we, how do we step this thing forward from a vision to a reality. So not yet completed, but that's a, that's a, a great one. Um, probably our hallmark goes way back to when I first started at K21, which was the Health Services Pavilion. Um, I've had a lot of other communities come and, and uh, tour and seek uh, kind of uh, advice on how did this actually happen because it just doesn't typically happen. And, 
and it goes way back to the Kosciuszko Leadership Academy white paper on the concept of bringing multiple organizations together under one roof. And ultimately, when I first started at K-21, this was um, a decision the board had already made to try to pursue this idea. And so um, it really was handed to me like, hey, we want to do this. Welcome. <laughs> Let's get on it. But um, the, they just passed the 10-year mark of serving this community and, you know, uh, 15 different services under one roof, um, multiple cross-referrals, um, kind of a health help center where people who don't know how to get the help can come in and get directed and even pre-qualified to other services. It's just, it's just been a neat project that's had, you know, now into the second decade you know, and I know this is uh, something that will benefit this community well past my own lifetime, which is a really neat um, thing. It's probably one of the um, legacy pieces our board would be most proud of, uh, of contributing. And, it, and again, it's, it's a facility, really. It's a tool. It's really the people and the work that's happening inside that matters, and that's what's neat to see. You know, Rich, you mentioned both of those projects, and both of those have been ones our family's been impacted mm. by. Um, we spend a lot of days in the summer down <laughs> at the Splash Pad and down at Winona Lake Park, at least my wife and the kids do, and, and they've benefited from that. Um, and even uh, as a family that's adopted a couple kids, um, we've utilized services at the Health Pavilion mm. um, in the adoption of our kids. And so i um, been in there multiple times. Um, for multiple reasons. And so thank you because we've yeah, benefited from great. those. And sometimes people don't even realize that K-21 is involved in some of these projects in our community, which is, you know, you're just behind the scenes making stuff happen. Um, and that's really neat to see. So, um, okay, so we, we got some neat community projects yeah. you've given us examples on. Again, you have a lot of projects at Grace that you're thrilled about, I'm sure, yes. but pick one uh, that you are particularly proud of or excited about that you've been engaged with at Grace through K-21. Yeah, I think um, we wanted to really acknowledge and support Grace's commitment to offering a lot of their facilities um, for community benefit and community use. And so um, I think the the safety and security department came to us a few years ago and said, you know, we really need AEDs in each of these buildings at Grace, all of them, right? And so um, it was really neat to kind of go to see how Grace is utilizing what they've been blessed with uh, to, be, to, part, to share and benefit the community. And, and so as we went through the campus going, we use this for these reasons and this for these reasons, and, you know, not just the students or not just the faculty, but the community is benefiting and being able to kind of provide the right um, equipment so that those buildings would, would have better safety equipment for those sort of community needs uh, 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 programs or events was, was kind of a neat thing to do. I, probably our, our biggest long-term relationship is, is the uh, Lilly Center for Lakes and Streams. Um, having that center, Grace committing to that for our community, being able to recruit Dr. Nate Bosch down here as such a, such a great asset for Grace and I think pretty quickly we re recognized, and he even helped us understand the the value of the lakes in our in our county. The lakes and streams in our county are really probably second to any in the state. I mean, that it's such a huge part of our community, our county. It's an asset that has to be uh, protected and 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 stay healthy. 
And so I think through that relationship, we've been able to really provide a lot of the the research work that the Lilly Center for Lakes and Streams does, among the other things they do. Um, our, our relationship has been on really the research side. And again, creating a great win-win. His students have an incredible, uh, applicable, hands-on experience in their studies, but they're benefiting the county because they're, they're researching, studying, evaluating our lakes and the health of our lakes. And so whether it's trying to uh, quickly assess a problem or to monitor their ongoing health. Um, it's it's a true win-win relationship. So we're, we're, we're glad to have been part of that. I remember one of uh, the first research projects that I got to see funded by K-21 for the Lilly Center was um, down at Center Lake. They were having some E. coli issues mm -hmm. um, at the beach area where people swim. So that's an obvious health issue. Like they can't utilize the, the beach can't swim, can't enjoy that recreational activity if there's E. coli in the water. And uh, you funded um, the Lilly Center to try to figure out what in the world was happening. And everyone had their ideas of what they thought it could be, yeah. um, but they did the research to really find out what it was. And, you know, the, the biggest need was to create more water flow, uh, to allow the water to move. Um, and so uh, they were able to research every conceivable, you know, swan poop and everything to figure <laughs> out what is the real issue here right. with E. coli and how do we take it? How do we uh, how do we fix it? Um, I remember that just being a really neat, poignant example of the kind of research you've funded through the Lilly Center. Yeah. I will say another one I really appreciated from K-21 was our nurse Sim Man. Mm -hmm. um, uh, that was a fairly recent grant for our nursing department to to get more nurses trained and out in the field. And we like them practicing on simulated people instead of real people um, in their training. <laughs> at, least, and, at least simulated first. Yeah, at they, first, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but that simulated man is yeah. could not be more real yeah. <laughs> when you watch it function and have a heart attack or uh, do anything that a patient may do in a hospital. So it's been really need to see some of those projects yeah, come to fruition. Yeah, you know, I think our part of what we would see our role in is is in the professional health training is we believe that that students that are are learning in our community are most likely to stay and work in our community and and continuing to have health professionals in Kosciuszko County serving our residents in health care. Mm -hmm. um, Grace really wanting to take a net, uh, the next step of their nursing program and be able to offer a four-year experience we saw as a real benefit to our county. And so, again, another great partnership where Grace really wanted to expand what they could offer, but it was right in our wheelhouse of trying to help uh, students in our county uh, train to become health professionals. And mm -hmm. so we we're it was, a, a, again, a great project to work on together. Let's talk a little bit about your new home uh, for K-21. Um, we're excited that you are becoming <clears throat> our neighbors. So tell us a little bit about, you know, where you're moving and, like, why is that a good location for K-21 headquarters? Yeah, so in the 20 years of K-21's existence, 21, I guess now, we've always just rented space. And, um, you know, early on in my time at K-21, the conversation was, you know, if the right opportunity comes along, there's a real benefit um, for our mission and for the community to understand our mission to see kind of a permanent home at some point that, that we kind of put those stakes in the ground, the pillars, and say, we're here, here's where we are, and we're not going anywhere. We're going to help 
help this community in perpetuity. And so there was the desire at some point to find the right uh, home that we could we could kind of settle into. And so, you know, as that continued to, to be explored, the um, the the original Billy Sunday Museum right on Park Avenue in Winnow Lake um, just started having conversations about where that was going in the future. And um, you know, we're we're a county funder, but there's probably the epicenter of a healthy lifestyle kind of culture is happening right here in Winona Lake, which is so cool to see. I think again, I think students and the energy that they have and the active lifestyle they want is really influential, and it's that's part of the value that having a college and having students around like like uh, Grace really is a, a real positive for our community. Um, so again, it was the it kind of the right location in the right culture that kind of represents us. Um, what's neat about our, you know, we're kind of finishing up the renovation and hope to move in within a month. Is it? It was it was more building than we needed. Um, obviously, uh, a, typically renovation is a little more economically feasible than building something brand new, but it allowed us to design the space to have room to offer back out into the community again. So it's not just for us, it's really to share for other nonprofits or other community needs to be able to hold meetings uh, in Winona Lake and and to be able to, again, offer our asset back out in ways more than just writing a check. And that's where I, I love the creativity that we continue to explore and say, well, how what else could we do? Not that writing a check isn't really important, but there's a lot of ways you can, you can you can contribute back into the community in, in any way. I think at K21 we can do that in other ways, like offering off uh, office space to a new nonprofit or um, meeting space for um, organizations that just don't have that room. We're excited to do that. Well, we're excited to have you as neighbors. I challenge you to the first tennis match across the street from your offices at good. the at the Dr. Michael Grill tennis courts that you helped fund through K21 and. Uh, name for Dr. Grill. So I will gladly lose to you in tennis in that first match. <laughs> you know, that was probably a good project to even bring up because that was the culmination of Winona Lake's appreciation of Mike and Becky Grill and their presence in, in the town. And I know Mike was on the town council for a while. He was actually a board member for us briefly. Um, and of course, I, and I mentioned he's one of my favorite people in the world and most most influential in my life. And so to have Grace and the town of Winona and K21 really partner to honor honor his impact by um, renovating and uh, uh, having the the memorial courts right down in Winona Lake Park was just it's it's a really gratifying project to see those those organizations come together to honor you know somebody who really made a difference. I come from a uh, my, married into a Grace Tennis family, mm-hmm. um, so I hear much about. Uh, Mike Grill, and I know that was such meaningful thing to his alumni as well to see him honored um, at, at such a central location that, that really, um, in in everything that he is, uh, fits there. Yeah. So thank you for making yeah. that happen. The last thing I wanted to ask you about is, um, you know, we're going through a unique time in our country's history with COVID-19 and Mm -hmm. you oversee a health foundation. So I'm sure you've had a few of these conversations (laughs) the last couple months. Um, But just what are the ways that uh, K-21 has been engaged in the conversation? Um, What have the last couple months been like for you as someone who leads a health foundation in the middle of a health crisis? 
Yeah, you know, and that's where, again, we don't run any programs, right? We, we really just try to be the financial fuel for the programs that exist in our community, the, the needs being responded to. And so, you know, this COVID-19 crisis comes along and, you know, our first, I think from the short term, was where, where are those immediate needs going to happen in our community? And um, partnered with uh, several um, funding organizations to create this pool of money for maybe the most urgent needs, which tended to be in the area of, of uh, basic needs, um, um, food and utility assistance, mortgage assistance. And then we turned our attention, secondly, to um, organizations that were providing residential services where um, the difficulty of staying at home or quarantining was almost impossible. You think about a domestic violence home, a shelter like Beeman Home or a homeless shelter like Fellowship Missions, um, senior service locations or group homes like Cardinal Services for those with intellectual disabilities. How did they deal with, with COVID when they're in, in these group home residential settings? Mm. And so that was kind of the phase two of really trying to uh, provide some funds so that they could address kind of the uniqueness uh, unique impact of how the crisis was hitting them. Um, since then, again, been part of a lot of kind of planning conversations, directional, but where I'm seeing, Drew, probably um, so many nonprofits have had to either put off their programs and or put off fundraising efforts and kind of paused everything. And so I think there's going to be a phase where uh, the nonprofits that are really important to our community are going to need some support in, in being resilient through this and then probably over the next couple of years really be helped in recovering back to whatever their service and their purpose uh, can be kind of reestablished into the community. So I think there's some, some kind of longer inter intermediate or longer term um, impact that we have not yet seen because it's more about responding to the crisis. And I, and I think, you know, K-21 needs to be at the ready to kind of help these programs kind of get through and then kind of get back on a good track. And so I would expect um, more involvement along the way for sure, which is wonderful. That's why we're here. Well, I appreciate you just taking some time to share a little bit of your story um, and how God has directed you to where you are. And it is so neat to see um, how well you represent Christ, how well you represent grace as an alum um, in our community. And I think in many ways you embody what grace wants to be about, mm. um, which is a, a purposeful, fulfilling life that is um, certainly the Word of God central, focused on Christ, and yet out, hands and mm. feet, engaged in the community. Um, and you embody that so well. So Thank you Thanks. for being a part of this conversation today, um, and thank you for sharing with us. Very blessed to do so. Thanks for inviting me to be here today. And thank all of you for listening today to the Grace Story podcast. Our music was provided by Dr. Wally Brath, Associate Professor of Worship Arts. Thanks as well to our co-producers, Andrew Palladino and Rick Neer. And if you could, wherever you found this podcast, rate, comment, share it with others. We would be so appreciative. Until next time, live your best grace story today.